Welcome, welcome all to another episode of your favorite podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the mid-season best 11. Make sure to check out our socials, TikTok, Instagram, our Facebook, our Facebook group. A lot of good discussions on there. Make sure to check us out on all major podcast platforms and our Redbubble and YouTube. All right, Targo, what are you drinking? I am drinking Titan Cider Works, Hazy Strawberry Hard Cider. Ooh, and that's a mighty fine giant bottle you got there. It is really giant. I had to pour some <laughs> to my wife's cup. She's like, you're not drinking all that without me. So <laughs> she, got, well, she got some too. Well, good. Enough to go around. Yeah. Today, sure. I'm drinking Viva La Beaver from Belching Beaver. It's a Mexican chocolate peanut butter stout. It's like a party in my mouth. Peanut Anyways, butter. right? That's it's so good. I highly recommend you check it out. It does not taste like a stout. It tastes more like peanut butter. But those are our brews. Let's get to some banter. Welcome to Brews and Banter. Targo, this has been a crazy season. A lot of players performing better than they should, or that we at least thought they would. Let's get right into it. Who is your Mid-season, best 11. My mid-season, best 11. All right, well, we'll start at the back, as always, starting with the goalkeeper. You know, there's been some good standouts this year. Obviously, you have the classic goalkeepers, you know, Allison and Ederson, but Aaron Ramsdale has stepped up this season for Arsenal. I think my number one pick for goalkeeper has to be Nick Pope. He's leading the Prem in clean sheets, and he's got a stellar defense in front of him. He's coming up with big saves when he needs to. Newcastle are sitting pretty in a Champions League spot. So for me, I got to go with Nick Pope. Yeah, I mean, he's at currently, as we're recording this episode, over 13 hours without letting in a goal, which is an insane stat to me. Yeah, and, you know, they're not playing the easiest teams. They played Arsenal, left the Emirates with a clean sheet. So they're they're playing really well. Yeah, I definitely agree. Who's your right back? My right back. So this one, I think, was a little bit easier to pick. Again, that Newcastle defense. I went with Kieran Trippier. I know there's been some great right backs out there. You know, I'd, I'd love to see Reese James fit. Honestly, if he's fit, I think he would probably be my my right back. You have Trent Alexander Trent Alexander Arnold. His defensive issues here this season have been a little sus. So I left yeah. him out, and I went with Kieran Trippier. Good choice. Yeah, My, he's been a hell of a signing for Newcastle. Let me say, yeah, he has. He's been there. You know, he was their star man once they got the big monies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, he's taken that captaincy role very well, and it shows on the pitch for Newcastle. Yeah, and even for the England squad at the World Cup, him getting a few starts there. Yeah. So my center back, I went with William Saliba. His first half of the season, man, before the World Cup, this guy was stellar in defense. He has pace, which is something you don't see in many defenders nowadays. And he's just been a, a rock for Arsenal back there. You know, there's other great center backs. You know, honestly, I thought about Thiago Silva, uh, you know, Virgil van Dijk. He has the history, the name, being the world's best defender. But this season, I don't think he is the world's best defender. No. And so for me, Saliba... And then my other my other center back to pair him is going to be Fabian Char. 
it's hard not to leave out these Newcastle players, man. They have the best defense in the Premier League, most clean sheets in the Premier League, and so they're just they're rocks back there. Yeah. So I went with Fabian Shaw, William Saliba as my two center backs. Nice. And so my left back position, I would say this is where I had the hardest time picking a player. It was hard. Yeah. I, I I went back between three or four different players. I, um, I believe you had four or five on there. Yeah, it, it was is, a lot. It is hard I couldn't to pick. pick. Yeah. yeah. So, for example, I think I had on there at first Jao Cancelo, but honestly, he hasn't been playing right or left back very much this season. You know, Pep's kind of been putting him on the right side almost as a right wing back kind of winger, and he hasn't performed the best. So I I think he was my first one, and I was like, nah, I'm going to take him off. And then I think I jumped to Luke Shaw, who's had a really good performance for Man United here recently. He's kind of been playing as a left center back, left back. So I thought about putting him. He'd probably be my number two pick. Um, and then there was, was it Dan Byrne for Newcastle? That too, yeah. Dan Byrne, I thought about using him, but I feel like as a left back, if he were a little bit more isolated against some of these wingers, he would get in trouble. He has a lot of help back there in defense. You know, Joe Willock and Joe Linton coming back to kind of help him defend. Yeah, you mentioned Zinchenko. I thought about Zinchenko. He's been pretty crucial for Arsenal as well, but he just hasn't had enough performances. He's been injured, so I couldn't put him in. So, I mean, I went with a guy who broke the assist record for a defender, Andrew Robertson from Liverpool. Yeah. You know, I know Liverpool haven't been doing the best, but I feel like he maybe might be a little bright spark for him. <laughs> yeah, the one shining light and a bunch of duds. Yeah, so I, I I picked Andrew Robertson, my left back. So there, there's my defense, Andrew Robertson, my left back. Uh, Fabian Schaar, William Saliba is my center backs. Karen Trubrier is the right back. And my goalkeeper is Nick Pope. And now moving nice. up to my midfield. I went with a diamond midfield. Yeah, I, so, was, I was very intrigued by that. Yeah, I, I kind of like that that formation. So I went with a diamond midfield, you know, a defensive midfielder, attacking midfielder, right and left. For my defensive midfielder, I went with Casemiro. I feel like he's been a linchpin for Manchester United this season. He honestly could end up being the signing of the season come the end of the of the term. And he's yeah. just been great for him. I mean, he he wins tackles. I know I was watching a game when Manchester United played Crystal Palace. You saw a couple of their defenders. It was Varane and Wambasaka got caught out of position. Guess who's there to clean it up? Good old Casemiro. Yep. yep. So he's, yeah, and he brings that championship pedigree to United as well, which they desperately needed. Yeah, he's you know he's won loads of trophies, so he's he's got like you said the pedigree for sure. Um, I'll start on the right on the right midfield. I went with Bukayo Saka. The kid has been tearing it up now for the past couple years. Honestly. He was one of England's bright spots bright spots this this year at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. He just terrorizes the defenders. He always looks to run at you. He's quick. He's put in a few goals this season, got a few assists, which I think is honestly even better for him. Is a lot more assists this year. And so he's a big creator for that Arsenal team. He's creating chances and he's scoring chances. I don't know what else you could want for for a winger. No, and I it, especially in attack, it's just he seems to scare defenders because he's so dynamic on the ball. They never know what he's going to do. Is he going to take it inside? Is he going to go down the line and cut it back? 
and his dribbling ability, I believe this year is probably twice as good as it was last year. Like he's just his control on the ball. It's like it sticks to his foot. Yeah, he's definitely doing a lot better this year. And there's other good players in that position. Like you know, you could have gone with, you know, one that comes to my mind. Player I really like is Riyad Mahrez. He's a fantastic right winger there. He loves cutting on that left foot. Yeah, he's having a hell of a season. I would almost say that he's back to his form he had at Leicester. Yeah. And then my, I'll go with my left midfielder. I went with Marcus Rashford. I'd put him on that left side. The guy's been on a tear since the World Cup. Scoring goals for fun. So, yeah. I mean, hard to argue Marcus Rashford. I know I'm guessing you'd probably like a Gabriel Martinelli. But I couldn't be too we'll biased see. in this. So we'll I, I went see. with Rashford. We'll see. <laughs> you know, there's other wingers. I know. I think I, I forgot to mention for that right mid spot. You know, even like a Mo Salah. Yeah. A couple years ago, I feel like he would have been a lock for that position. But yeah. Recently, yeah, he hasn't. I mean, there's, there's a lot of really good right wingers this season. Um, it's hard to pick between all of them. So same with the left, honestly. Just wingers in general. Yeah. Each team, man, they're, they're stacked now for wingers. So my attacking midfielder. So for my attacking midfielder, I went with good old Martin Odegaard. He's been fantastic for Arsenal. You know, if Arsenal probably aren't performing as well as they are, I don't know if I pick him. Maybe go with a Kevin De Bruyne. Can't. I mean, you know what you're going to get with Kevin De Bruyne. He's fantastic. He'll get you loads of assists. But this season, man, I feel like Martin Odegaard is just playing out of his mind. He's getting in on the goals and getting the assists. I mean, yeah, he's scoring in the big games. I think I mentioned that in a previous episode. He's getting goals against you know, Tottenham, providing assists for some of these players in big games. So, yeah, Martin Odegaard, man, he's been playing fantastic. Yeah, I mean, as much as De Bruyne has had a typical De Bruyne season, I mean, one might argue that Martin Odegaard has had and is the most impressive and has had the best season of anybody in the Premier League this year. And I, yeah, you know, I think you said it about De Bruyne, you know, we're kind of used to this from him. <laughs> as terrible as that sounds, you know, when you're used to a player doing this good and a newer player steps up, you know, your eye kind of turns like, ooh, the new toy, you know, something yeah, yeah, I haven't 100%. seen before. Versus De Bruyne, he's been doing this for, you know, countless years now. And so you kind of expect yeah. it of him. And so I don't know if that's why maybe he doesn't get too many get his favorite as much from yeah. other folks. I mean, it's like you said, it's the same with Mo Salah. Like, I mean, he's one of the best right wingers in the world. However, I mean, he's not having a typical Mo Salah season, but normally he would be a lock for you just like De Bruyne. So, yeah, you know, it's not like Mo Salah is doing terrible. He's still got some goals and some assists, but it's again, it's not as good as you've seen from him. So, yeah. you know, you want it's, to see it's the, the curse of performing year after year. And yeah. Your expectations are so high. You have a down year and it's like, oh, my God, hit the panic button. This guy is he's past his prime. I, you know, a player who we saw that with also would be in Hazard at Chelsea. Yeah. He had a season where he didn't, you know, I think he scored maybe two goals in the whole campaign. And then, of course, the next season, he's the player of the year the year before he's yeah. the player of the year. Yeah. So, so it, it happens. Mean, it, it, it happens to everybody, right? Like you can't have, per, I mean, you can't be Messi or Ronaldo 
or, you know, Maradona or Pele and have a good year every single year, year after year. It just doesn't happen. It's unheard of. Unless you're one of those four players. That's about it, huh? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, what's that saying? Uh, form is temporary, class is permanent. Yes. So, yeah. so for those really good players, you know, it's just temporary. They'll eventually kind of get back to their best. So that's my midfield. Casemiro is my defensive midfielder. Bukayo Saka on the right. Marcus Rashford on the left. Martin Odegaard is my attacking midfielder. So that leaves me with two up top. I feel like forwards, man, they're hard to come by right now. A good finisher. So it should yeah, come as no. It's definitely the year of the midfielder, I will say. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even on that right, I think I forgot to mention Miguel Almiron. Yep. He's yep. been having a great year, so. Yeah. I didn't mention him on purpose, but we'll see. (laughs) I'm guessing he might be in your team. Sorry. (laughs) But so for my first striker, should come as no surprise. They're Norway, Viking himself, Erling Holland. Guys. Goddamn robot. Over 20 goals in less than 20 games. Yeah. Like you said, he's a robot. Yeah. I saw a stat. I saw a stat. Uh, what was it? I think it was a couple of days ago. Um, that he already would have the golden boot in twelve previous Premier League seasons. I'd be curious to season. see what what years those those were in. I mean, he's passed Mo Salah. Uh, of I think it was two or three years ago. So, yeah, on Rio, a couple of seasons. Um, yeah, it's. It's a ridiculous stat. The man is always in the right place at the right time. Yeah, he is. I mean, he he knows how to find that ball in the penalty box. I, will, yeah. I think you'd mention it does make Man City a little bit more one-dimensional. And he well, kind yeah, of... He's, he's very up and down. He's not side to side. Yeah. Up and down the field. He kind of reminds me, honestly, of Ruud van Diesteroy. Like he, yeah, I was All of his say. goals come within mm-hmm. the six-yard box. Yep. He's not going to score a screamer from 20 yards out, it seems like. I will say he's a lot more athletic and a lot stronger, I would say, than Vendy Staroy. And faster, yes. Yeah. So, but Yeah, I feel like a lot of his finishes are going to be inside the box. You won't mm. see the spectacular curler or volley or something from all of 20 yards out. No, not this season, at least. Not this season. Yeah. I think he did have a couple, though, for Dortmund. I remember, yeah, I think, a game against a few. PSG in the Champions League where he scored a... Oh. Rocket near post. Oh. So when he did his that one celebration, <laughs> his yoga, and, and then the whole PSG locker room made fun of him later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he'd be my other, my first striker, my other striker, forward, whatever you want to call him. I went with Ivan Tony. Him, I again, I debated upon. Do I go with Ivan Tony? Do I go with Alexander Mitrovic, who's been having a stellar season? You know, I thought about Gabriel Jesus, but with his injuries, just couldn't put him up there. Yeah, honestly, my number. You got another curse of great performances all the time, and you got Harry Kane, not even mentioned. So, I was going to say he would have been my (laughs) other pick, if not Ivan Tony. I was thinking Harry Kane. I mean, the guy's again like he's kind of having that Kevin De Bruyne curse, like you said. You expect that from Harry Kane, and so. I went with Ivan Tony again. It's not someone you expect to see up there scoring the goals that he's the amount of goals that he's scoring. Yeah. 
but he's just a great player to watch even in general like he's i think he leaves brentford here soon and he ends up on a big team and you could catapult them Good. like i'm honestly not surprised maybe a manchester united or a chelsea go for him i think he'd be a great signing for one of those clubs yeah i mean any of the top four honestly even a newcastle an arsenal Tottenham. Like what happened? If Harry Kane doesn't stay, I'd say he's probably the best person to go to. Quite honestly, I would, I would agree with you. So, well, that's so those, quite the eleven, my friend. So yeah, goalkeeper Nick Pope, right back Kieran Trippier, two center backs William Saliba, Fabian Schar, left back Andrew Robertson, defensive midfielder Casemiro, right midfielder Bukayo Saka, left midfielder Marcus Rashford, attacking midfielder. Martin Odegaard, two forwards, Erling Holland, Ivan Tony. Nice. Yeah, I I mean I don't want to bring, you know, FIFA into this, but if you're playing with that squad on FIFA, man, you got that's a very dynamic attack and solid at the back. I mean, Ivan Tony and Erling Holland would complement each other perfectly. So yeah, it's it's hard to pick differently. But I did. <laughs> we'll so, see how different. Yeah. Who would win I, in that couple, game of FIFA, your team or mine? <laughs> right. Uh, I'm going to go with yours probably, but we'll see. Um, I went with a essentially a 4-2-3-1 okay. formation. I prefer it, but it was just so hard to pick between midfielders that I had to have three in the middle, essentially, with an attacking mid. Um, I, too, went with Nick Pope as my goalkeeper. He's just head and shoulders above everybody else this season. Yeah. I mean, you can't pick Allison because Liverpool are mid-table. Can't pick, you know, I guess you could have an argument for David De Gea this season. Yeah, he's made some good saves. Uh, Marcus, or not Marcus Rashford, um... Wow. Aaron Ramsdale. Wow. That was really bad. Um, yeah, it's just no one's let in as many like he's let in the fewest goals. He's made some amazing saves. He has transformed that Newcastle defense along with a couple of other people. And we'll, we'll definitely talk about them. The ones that you didn't talk about. Um, <laughs> somehow I managed to get the other ones in mind, but. That's hilarious. Yeah, he's just been he's been head and shoulders better than everybody, and it's it, you can't pick anybody else, quite honestly. So, four at the back. Um, I'll start r- with my right back. I wanted to do everything different from you that I could. Okay. Um, so I went with the person probably who has surprised me the most this season. Uh, I went with Ben White at right back. Okay. Um. Trans, you know, he transformed his game from being a traditional center back to a right back. Him and Bukayo Saka on that right side have just tore up the Premier League this season. He's a huge compliment to Bukayo Saka. Defensively, it just seems like no one can beat him. I mean, in all the games Arsenal played, again, they've only lost once. But, I mean, Ben White has let in while playing as many goals as Newcastle. Fun fact. So how come Ben White over, say, a Kyle Walker? 
while Manchester City aren't in first place. Okay. Um, Kyle Walker's been on the bench a little bit lately with Cancelo playing right back. Um, I'll be honest with you, Kyle Walker's been a little disappointing this season. Um, yeah, I for me, it was always between Trippier and Ben White, and you picked Trippier, so I picked Ben White. I'll be honest with you. So <laughs> Okay. Uh, so you just want to be different, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to be different, um, so that way we didn't pick all the same players because it, it, it there's definitely people that are head and shoulders above everybody else this season. So center backs, I went off the beaten path with two teams that have very much impressed me this season. Center back, I went with Ben Mee of Brentford. Okay, they are flying high right now. I mean, to be where they're at in the table, close to the top four, you, you have to have a solid defense. And Ben Mee has been up around the discussion of player of the month almost every single month. Yeah, he was a nomination um, there for November, December, player of the month. Yeah. I yeah. remember that. Uh, he's, I mean, I feel like this is also the year of the 30-plus-year-olds as well. <laughs> ben Mee's 33. I mean, just going back to yours, I mean, Casemiro... Fabian Schar's 31, Kieran Trippier's 32, Nick Pope's 30. Like it. They're overperforming some the experience is coming age. through, huh? <laughs> but yeah, definitely. At least the first half of the season. We'll see in the second half that they still got the legs to do it. But we'll, we'll um, have to keep this list and compare it to the end of the season team. Yes, definitely. My other center back, I went with Lewis Dunk. He's been a bright spot for Brighton. Um, I mean, he's got a 58% tackle success rate for a Brighton team that is, you know, making a charge at that top four, if they keep up their form. Um, I mean, he's, I think he's fifth in the premier league in passes as well, which for a Brighton side that counters a lot is saying something. Um, so I could have picked. I thought about going with Sven Botman. Yep, other center He's back been for a Newcastle. revolution for Newcastle. Uh, I took him out at the last second, uh, just because I didn't want you know the whole Newcastle defense and goalie to be between our two teams. So, um, and I know then what you mean. going between Fabian Schar and Sven Botman, it was it was hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and speaking of the Newcastle defense, my left back, I had to go with Dan Byrne. Uh, he's typically a center back, but he's been playing out on the left this season. Yes, he's had a lot of help out there, but I mean, for a guy who is so tall and so lanky, he's seriously impressed me this season. Yeah, my one criticism would be he's slow Yeah, against some of those quicker wingers, you know, Asaka and Anthony Amarez. He, I think he would get put through the spin cycle. Yeah. I mean, one on so one far, anyway. one so on one. far he hasn't, but again, long season, we're only halfway through, but first half of the season, he has seriously impressed me. I too was going to go with, you know, Luke Shaw, Zhao Cancelo, uh, Andy Robertson. Only reason I didn't pick Andy is because of Liverpool's place in the table. It's the only reason I didn't pick him. Otherwise, I mean, he's, Again, Andy Robertson is a consistent performer every year. He's always up near the top left backs in the whole league. So, man, that guy can whip a ball in. God, 
my goodness. And he finds them from not just the 18 yard box, but like <laughs> no. 30, 40, 50 yards out. It's insane. The vision on that guy. All right. So yeah, that's my, my back line, Nick Pope at goalie, Ben white, right back, Ben me center back, Lewis dunk center back and Dan burn at my left back. So I went with two center mids and a center attacking mid. So the three across, um, between the mids and the striker. My center mids, I went with Thomas Partey. The man has been essentially, I don't want to say a revelation for Arsenal, but having him healthy as long as he has been, has been a revelation for Arsenal. If you don't man mark him, he dictates how the game is going to go. He's just been that good this season as far as dictating play. I was going to pick Casemiro, but somebody else chose him. Uh, But Thomas Partey has been, in my opinion, the best player in the Premier League this year. He's been fantastic for sure. I think without him, I honestly don't think Arsenal are in first. I arguably would say that they wouldn't even be in the top four. Yeah, he's definitely their linchpin. You look at the reinforcements in that position, and it's just not quite Thomas Partey level. No. no, I mean, you go from world-class to an okay sub and Mohamed Elneny. And he's been putting in some bangers, too, this season, man. He's, oh, I know that was kind of what he was missing there at the beginning of his Arsenal career is he wasn't getting any goals. Or anywhere near the goal. Yeah, now he's. <laughs> it's good to see him score, and that's good for him. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, they've been important goals, too, especially yeah. the one against Tottenham um, at the Emirates. That was... Saw that one live again, just FYI. I wasn't going to bring it up, but <laughs> yeah. Going to bring it up every chance Another I get. Another plug for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that goal was, I mean, it's going to be near the top for goal of the season. I'll just say that. Um, but he's done two of those this season. So um, my other center mid, I went with Pascal Gross. Guy's been playing fantastic. He, in my opinion, is... The best player this season for Brighton. Um, he's just been a consistent performer. Uh, at the time we are recording this, I mean, he's got six goals, which is higher than any season he's ever had. It's halfway through the season for Brighton. Um, same as Thomas Partey. Uh, he's dictated the way that Brighton plays every single game, especially how fast they move forward on a counter. Like, it's insane. The, yeah, the he's almost not, it almost seems like he's not a holding midfielder. He's almost an attacking no. midfielder. It seems like almost. With, once they get forward, man, he's up there with them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's either him or McAllister. Um, I mean, that that Brighton midfield, it's hard to pick between the three of them. Yeah, but he's just a little bit above um, McAllister and Caicedo. So and you got Silly March also coming up. Yeah. Put some yeah. goals in as well. He's been playing a little bit more um, Wing, yeah. as a winger, but yeah. it just gives them a little bit. They're a little more dynamic going forward with that many midfielders being able to shift them all around. So, um, so yeah, my two center mids, Thomas Partey, Pascal Gross. All right. I, too, center attacking mid, went with Martin Odegaard because, again. Hard not to, man. Eh. Maybe Bruno, but... Bruno's been playing a little more on the right. Um, Erickson, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Erickson. I mean, Erickson's been on fire this season. What a pickup from United for free. 
for free. Can you believe for that? Free. Yeah. He's been a stud. Um, and Bruno's Bruno. I mean, he's he's a world class player. What can he I is. say? Um, but Martin Odegaard, especially after the World Cup, I mean, of I mean, the what three games right after the World Cup, he had four assists and I think it was four or five four goals. I think in the the three games after the World Cup, I think it so, might be like two goals or three goals and a couple assists. Yeah. Anyways, it. Yeah, he's been on fire since the World Cup. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he's he is close to the player of the season for me, um, behind Thomas Partey and I guess Erling Holland. You have to. I, I'm trying not to be biased, but you have to. There, I mean, the guy's breaking the records left and right. Yeah, I mean, but Arsenal's midfield. Yeah, I mean, granted, Jaka I could have said too. He's been on fire, especially like with a completely new player this season, man. Yeah, especially with previous seasons and the falling out he had with the fans and the players in the locker room completely turned his entire career around. Now he's playing like he does for Switzerland. So another player uh, but, we haven't mentioned would be Bruno Gamaresh from Newcastle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in that position. I, I have him in my honorable mentions, but I'll be honest with you. I probably have another 11 in my honorable mentions. So, <laughs> um, okay. Right wing. Uh, one player who has arguably been a little more standout than Bakayo Saka. When we mentioned him earlier. Yep. Is Miguel Almiron. Okay. Player I mentioned. Yeah. He's yeah. having a great year. He is having a great year. It seems that Jack Grealish's words have come back to haunt him. He's making them eat those words, man. Yeah. Cause Grealish is not having a great season. Uh, and Almiron has been on fire. The man, he can't stop scoring. I'll be like, he, he's Newcastle's top goal scorer for a reason. Um, yeah, just looking dangerous every time. And he's the linchpin of that attack for Newcastle. And he's got probably on, honestly, I think he might have the goal of the season so far for me. I don't know if you remember that it was almost a little chip over the mm-hmm. top and he hits it. It was a weird shot. I was like, how did he hit that? And it just, yeah. Of that volley. Yeah. I mean, it was beautiful. If you haven't seen it. Go check it out on YouTube. It's, it's a fantastic goal. Yeah. Um, and then my left wing, you were right. I picked Gabriel Martinelli. Um, <laughs> that kid plays with so much energy and he just takes on defenders left and right. I mean, he's already passed his goal total since last season, or equaled it, I should say. Um, but he just—he's electric, and between Bakayo Saka and Gabriel Martinelli, Arsenal are just so good going forward because of those two: Martin Odegaard and formerly Gabriel Jesus. We know he's out right now, but um, yeah. Arsenal wouldn't be where they're at without the three of them. And you took two. I took two, just different ones. So, uh, so center attacking mid Martin Odegaard, right wing, Miguel Almiron, left wing, Gabriel Martinelli, left wing for me, it was, is, I mean, flip a coin between Marcus Rashford and Gabriel Martinelli for me. So, yeah, I mean, Martinelli, I would say, I think has been a little bit more consistent over the whole season, but yes. since that World Cup, I was going to say Marcus Rashford looks like a new kind of player. Man, he's 
his ups are very high, but he also has those downs. Yeah. I mean, it seems like Martinelli, like you said, the guy's an energizer bunny, man. He never stops. Yeah. Um, And I'll be honest with you. The reason why I didn't pick Rashford is because this is first half of the season, not since the World Cup. So Martinelli's been on fire since the first game. (laughs) He is arguably more consistent. And that is why I picked him. And he scored um, some big goals as well. Oh, I remember that opening yes. goal against Liverpool off the yes. top of my head. And some goals from some impossible angles as well. Um, yeah. So My one criticism would be if he could uh, probably let go of the ball just a little bit sooner. He does like to hold on to it a little too long for me. Yeah. I, he's only got a couple of assists at this point. Um, if he lets go of the ball a little sooner, he probably has a lot more. So, and then up front, I mean, you can't not pick him. The Norwegian robot himself, Erling Holland. He's got more goals than he is years old <laughs> in less games. Um, yeah, he's been, I mean, we knew what he was coming out of Dortmund. I don't think we thought he was going to be this good in a league this good. No. But for a Manchester City side that has won so many trophies and been so dominant in the last five, six years, he, I mean, Pep said that they would never be able to replace Aguero. Arguably, Holland is better than Aguero. He definitely yeah. replaced Aguero. Yeah. Different kind of player. I will say Different Aguero kind. could definitely create more. Yes. Or we saw Aguero create more than what Erling Holland is doing. Yeah. But, but he... He's an expert at putting the ball in the back of the net, and that's what he gets paid all that money to do, and he's yeah, doing that, it well. <laughs> that's that's what Manchester City needed. So, um, yeah, he's been a revelation for that City side. Again, my only criticism is he is very he makes City very one dimensional. Um, so he's going to have to transform his game to be a little more side to side than you know forward and back. If he does that, though. Man, I can't imagine how good he gets. So, yeah. So, my striker, Erling Holland. All right, go through the rest of your lineup. Let it, let's hear it again. So, goalkeeper, I had Nick Pope, right back, Ben White, center back, Ben Mee, center back, Lewis Dunk, left back, Dan Byrne, center mid, Thomas Partey, center mid, Pascal Gross. Attacking mid, Martin Odegaard. Right wing, Miguel Almiron. Left wing, Gabriel Martinelli. And striker, Erling Holland. All right, that's a it would be a solid team in FIFA there. Definitely think mine would get the, the W, but I don't know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think so, just because yours is a little more dynamic going forward. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, hey. That Evan you have. It sure. doesn't matter who you have playing in Erling Holland between, you know, Odegaard, Rashford, Saka, Almiron, or Martinelli is going to be scoring goals. So. so who are your honorable mentions if you haven't mentioned any? Okay, so for me, the only person that we haven't mentioned for goalie is David Raya. For oh for, for Brentford. Brentford, he leads the league in saves with eighty one. At he, this he went to the World Cup too with Spain. Yeah, he left. They left David De Gea at home, but they took him, huh? Yeah. Raya, that's right. Yeah, 
Um, I he's seriously impressed me as well, especially with his shot stopping. I mean, clearly being first in saves in the league kind of speaks for itself. But um, <laughs> I have also a defense. No, I'm yeah, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, between him and Ben, me, that's the reason why they're where they're at. But I can't really say anything for the rest of their defense. So that's one thing about those stats. You kind of have to look at the context of them because, yeah, he might yes. have the most saves, but. I think there was a year where Ramsdale saves. had the most saves a year, but he also had the most goals against because yeah. <laughs> he was getting shot at a lot more. Yeah. I mean, Ramsdale was up there too with, uh, was that Bournemouth? So Yeah, Bournemouth or whoever the goalie was for Sheffield when yeah. they were in the Premier League. Henderson? I don't think it was Henderson. I think he had left them. It could have been Henderson. I don't know. I, it was one of those teams yeah. I think that got relegated or... Um, other honorable mentions that we haven't said so far, um, Bruno Fernandez, Christian Erickson, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, Harry Kane, Bruno Gamarish, Granit Xhaka. Those are my honorable mentions. So that aren't in your starting lineup. Any Chelsea or Liverpool players you want to put in there? No. <laughs> No. Uh, if Reese James was still healthy and had played a whole season, I probably would have picked him. Um, now, maybe Thiago Silva, Silva hasn't done bad. Yeah. He's, Thiago Silva. He's probably been their best player. Yeah. that That's about it. Um, Liverpool. No. I got, I got Andy Robertson. That's that's my one Liverpool player. Yeah. Yeah. So, um yeah, that, that's what I had. Uh, did you have any that you didn't say as far as honorable mentions? You know, I think I had mentioned them all about that. Uh, Pascal Gross, De Bruyne, Harry Kane, Gabriel Martinelli, Alexander Mitrovic, Ramsdale. Yeah. Those are my so, main ones. Yeah, I mean, there's arguments to be said about like a Lissandro Martinez of United. He has been a revelation for them. Um some of these other fallen players too. Yeah. Full uh Paulinha for yeah. for Fulham has been really or good it, as well. Uh, honestly, uh Andreas Pereira for Fulham. Yeah. He's been playing well. Yeah, I mean he's stepped up a lot, especially when Mitrovic has been out. So Yeah. And then you know um, you got the American Tim Ream in defense. He's been playing pretty good. I think he got his first goal here this yeah. season. I'll be honest with you, I had him ahead of Ben Mee. For a little bit, doing my research, and then I went with Ben Me. So Tim Remus seriously impressed me for being thirty-four years old. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, he's been a revelation after the World Cup as well. So I almost put Gabriel Jesus in here as well, but that injury has kind of made me overlook him. Um. Yeah, I mean, those yeah, are... we're making these lists. You definitely have to pick players who have been healthy and been playing in the games. Yeah, yeah. You know, playing, you know, 80, 90 percent of the games minimum. You kind of have to. Um, that's why Zinchenko didn't make my list. He's only played in, you know, almost half the games, which is not a great stat. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you could have put anybody in that Newcastle defense anywhere in any of the defenses of the season. They're just so good. So that's, yeah. that's all I got. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of Bruise and Banter. Make sure to give us a like, a follow on all your podcasting platforms. Make sure to check us out on Instagram 
TikTok, join our Facebook page, get in on the discussion. Tell us who your best 11 is, who your worst 11 could potentially be, and let us know. Bruise and Banter FC. All right. Cheers. Cheers.